All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. You go right on your back having to get you, Barbara. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Oh the Horror. I'm your host Rob Holmes and I am joined once again by my buddy Jeremy Johnson and we are talking about the 2018 Indonesian action film The Night Comes for Us. The Night Comes for Us. First off, so happy to be back. Thank you for being back, too, man. I know that <laughs> I had talked about this online, being like, I know it's an action film, but it plays like a horror. And then you watched it immediately, commented immediately. to me, and I was like, let's do an episode. So here we are. Yeah, it's like, I, was, I was just like, it's like, you're right. This is totally a movie. You should do it. So I just watched this it. completely insane. And not even, it's like it didn't even take half an hour. You're like, are you free right now? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's one of those movies that you, you don't really expect. You expect an action film, right? So so mm-hmm. this is directed by uh, Timo uh, Tejanto. I'm really bad at pronouncing. I think names. It, I, I actually looked it up. I did look this up. Yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, Chan. It's a uh, Chancho. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a ch sound with the uh, the t and the j there. Okay. Yeah, I actually looked at I like nerded out for a second. I was like, I'm gonna figure this out because I don't want to butcher the man's name the entire time. Well, I I I did butcher it. So <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it's uh Chancho. Chancho. Great. Uh well he is part of the uh the Mo Brothers um and, mm-hmm. and directed uh Macabre and the ABCs of Death segment Ellis for Libido, which is mm-hmm. insane. Insane. Absolutely. Honestly, insane. Pro- probably I, I, I wanna say that's definitely stands out as one of the segments that completely like like shocked me. I knew I knew I would see some really cool stuff and a lot of uh, I knew I'd see some weird shit, but like yeah, this absolutely. was a whole new level, dude. This was some stuff that I'm watching and I'm like Oh, this got graphic very quickly. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on, I'm gonna be honest with you though. Like, uh, seeing seeing his uh, his his other his other films and know, knowing his catalog, like, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. When I saw it, I was not familiar. Like, I had to like go back right. and and look up this guy and seeing what he's done since then and before. It's like oh, I yeah. this. Well, it's expected Espe- especially, now. Especially yeah. expected now, but like especially like thinking about uh, the night comes for us. Yeah, to- totally. It's like okay, that's it's that's just this guy. So what Jeremy's trying to say is that this guy is batshit crazy in the best way possible because uh, VHS two. S- Safe Haven, if you've seen that segment, you don't even have to watch VHS 2. All you need to do is watch that segment. It's co-directed by him and Gareth Evans, the director of The Raid, and it is so fast-paced and so just... It's about uh, filmmakers who go and find this cult, and they're kind of doing this news story, and then it's kind of this end of the world segment. It's batshit crazy. It's awesome. I don't really want to spoil too much because you, you really need to see that one. That again, yeah. That that j- just like this movie, it's we can talk about it all we want all day. Oh it's yeah, it's something you definitely have to see. 
like I love the movie and Safe Haven. Honestly, thinking about VHS two is the segment I think about whenever I think somebody mentions VHS two. Automatically, Safe Haven is what I think about immediately. Because it is, it is just out there and it, it doesn't let you go. Like you're in there, it's you know, it's the this film crew and it's this documentary style and it doesn't let you go the entire time. It doesn't let no. you lose interest. Yeah, I mean it's it's just also the the cinematography. This is something that I want to bring up with this director and Gareth Evans uh, in particular, these type of films, these um, Indonesian horror films or Indonesian action films, because this is the director of, he also directed Killers, Headshot, Made the Devil Take You, yeah. uh, Made the Devil Take You Chapter 2. So it's very, um, The Night Comes for Us in particular is extremely violent. Yes. I, I guess that's the best way to put it. Like this is this in this this is the when I think Indonesian films, I automatically go to them, and I autom- automatically go to extreme. It's like French New Wave extremism with the whole Alex Aja thing. Now mm-hmm. I look at at directors like uh, like this guy and, and Gareth Evans, and I'm like, oh, this is a whole new level. This is action turned into horror. This is mm-hmm. elevating the hard boiled. Uh, John Woo style of filmmaking where it was more gun based and saying yeah guns exist but check out what we can do with knives and <laughs> check out what objects. we can do with everything except for guns I mean they use guns too but no no they use guns but it's like that's that is not the weapon of choice of anybody in this movie it's a it's effective to a point but at the same time like when they get into the hand-to-hand stuff. I that's mean, that's ooh, exactly brutal. where this movie lives, is the close quarters, just how tense an actual, like, I'd say fist yeah. fight, but these guys were using absolutely everything. I mean, they, I mean, they were using every bit of their bodies and then every bit of the environment that they had around them. Oh, yeah. Like, it, the, the entire movie when we're in these scenes is one of the most like tense feelings I've had watching a film in a really, really long time. I mean, I watch, I watch a lot of, a lot of horror, just like you. I have not seen as much as you, Rob, you're, you're the professional here, but like I've seen enough to not be like exactly surprised by a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And this movie, like, like my heart was just like at the front of my chest, like the entire time in every single one of these scenes is crazy. So that's the thing about this film is that it has that same feel as the raid, except that the tension is ratcheted up even higher mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, so Eco Weiss is also in this film, but instead of being the one man army, who's going to go in and kind of like save the day that you would have in the raid, he is kind of our bad guy in a way. And I mean, he is our bad guy in this film, but there's a lot of layers to this movie. So he's Mm -hmm. not your traditional villain. Um, There's still a little bit of sympathy for him, but instead it's uh, Joe Taslam and Joe, he was also in the raid and he was um, also one of the cops who was with uh, Iko Uwais' character. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
it's just good to see him now in a lead instead of that secondary role. Uh, yeah. Now he is the main character, and he is awesome. This dude, this dude is putting so much emotion on display this entire film, and it's just, oh, it is awesome. He like the just the intensity he he works with this entire time. Not, I mean, the down the down scenes. Are um are amazing. It's a simple enough story. Very you know, simple. It's yeah. a it's um it's definitely a redemption story with this man who is used to being the guard the guard dog the guy the 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 higher up send to to do this dirty work and right. he sees in this in this little moment this sliver of a moment he sees a single life and he he thinks. If I can save just this one life, maybe I can make up for all this other bad that I've done in the past. And that and that's the story. It's like save this girl, redeem myself, doesn't matter what happens to me after that. Yeah, I mean that's that's it. He's he's uh one of the leaders of the six C's. They are part of the triad. Um he is uh, what's he in charge of exactly? Because it's not really he's what is it the, with the weapons and stuff that's coming in that way? Like he's kind of um, their armament guy. Uh, drugs, uh, okay. black market firearms, yeah. uh, human trafficking is a big one. Okay, that, okay, them too. Yeah, yeah. So you know, in the beginning, they're slaughtered. Basically, his crew is slaughtering an entire village. We get this gorgeous opening shot of seeing. Um, I guess Indonesia, uh, or wherever it's taking place. Like you get to see the water and it looks really beautiful. But then we see this girl just face down on the sand and you're like, Oh, what happened? And then it pans over to a massacre and you realize her village has been raided and everyone's getting shot up. And they're saying, you know, you skimmed off the top, you stole from us, whatever. And they just, she sees her parents get murdered in front of her. Um, they bring over uh, our our main character, which is Do- Joe Taslim. He's playing Ido, mm-hmm. and Ido comes over and uh, they hand him a gun. He aims it at her. Then it just cuts to a sun or a sunrise, and uh, you just hear a bunch of gunshots. It's a it's a very tense scene. Like you said, you see the girl. She wakes up. It's a great shot and panning over. It literally, literally, like. Like inches from her mm-hmm. is is just lined up, just dead bodies, and like it, it's like waking up into a nightmare for her. I'm sure she has no idea what's going on. She's coming to, and everybody she knows is just blown away or hacked up or just the entire like red sand yeah. for almost a hundred yards. It has to be. Exactly. So they've they've gone and they've they've massacred this entire village. Uh, we get that shot of this sunset or sunrise, whatever, and it turns out it's actually a photo because the camera pulls out from that. And <laughs> I, I, I love that, that so much. <laughs> uh, but we 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 get tricked. There's a lot of like cool camera stuff in here that tricks us with time. And it makes me think like when you see that, you see this woman waking up. And at first I'm like, wait. Was this that girl? Did she survive? Are we jumping like this many years into the future or whatever? Exactly what I thought as soon as I saw it. I was like, oh, this is the little girl. 
We're yeah. gonna get it. We're gonna get a cool twist. This is gonna be. This may be some revenge story on her end. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it seemed like it, it, it could go that way just for a split second. I Very literally, slight. it is like a split second because we go right into um, her seeing blood as she hears a noise and she's walking through her, her apartment. And then you're like, wait, there's a bloody handprint. Oh, I don't know if she saw that. So you're freaking out. And she pulls back uh, the shower curtain in the bathroom and it's the girl. The little girl. Honestly, up until we got to like actually inside the bathroom, yeah, I was still like, I, I was still like in my head holding on to that. It's like, oh, we're about. It's like this is the little girl. We're we're about to jump right back into this. Exactly. Until then, we got yeah. until we got into the bathroom, right, and we see the shower curtain. I was just like, and then immediately I'm like, okay, back backtrack, real quick. She pulled back, pulls back the shower curtain. The little girl's there. Is like, okay, we're not out of this situation at all. Right, right. Then we realize that, okay, now this is interesting because a normal movie would give us an introduction of something terrible that happened to someone so many years ago and whatever. Nah, this movie's not doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then Ito shows up uh, and he's been shot. And yeah. you're like, whoa, dude, you what what just happened he says that he killed all of his guys mm-hmm. um and rescued this girl and then you know i mean he's just like why did you do this why did you turn on on the triad and you know we get this explanation throughout and and part of the explanation he's like i've done so many terrible things in my life i wanted to do something to try and redeem myself um yeah and it, it's such a i think there's a certain what does he say exactly um, yeah, he said, he said, just, it was almost like, he like, I just saw this tiny, like, this sliver of life hanging on. Yep. He's like, if I could save this, it literally was just, like, the most snap decision, because he has his boys behind him. Yeah. And they hand him the gun, he's, he's so used to doing this over and over and over. It could have just been a normal day, but in the, like, slightest of seconds, his, his, his mind clicked and said, Mm-hmm. If I could just do this, maybe I can fix everything else I've done up until right. this point and goes for it. Well, it's less a fix and more of it's a redemption for him. And it shows yeah. that if he can do something good after being this bad of a person, then that there is some sort of hope in this world left. He like and he immediately goes for it. Immediately, yeah. I mean, there's I mean, no hesitation, that, right? Like zero hesitation, yeah. and he, then he's just in it because background with the with the triads, it's like as soon as you cross them, you're you're on that you're on that black list, dude. If if anybody knows, if anyone knows anything about the triads, it's you don't mess with them ever. You don't even think about it. You don't breathe a word of it because if somebody I, catches wind that you're even right. even think or have a thought about it. You're just you're just going to be taken care of because that's a liability. Well, it's just something in in real life too that I'm just like, yeah. nope. If someone were ever like, hey, do you want to get involved with the tribe? No, I don't. No, I don't. I would like to stay alive. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm over here. I was like, I have a podcast. I'm good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, making so much zero dollars on this podcast. Um, so but you still would rather do this than mess with the triads. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, yeah, obviously. That's not even a question. That's that's like, yeah, I'm not ooh, not getting myself in, involved in that. Um, so basically, this film's so what's fascinating about this movie is that it's a world, right? We we are in John Wick territory because, you know, people are love John Wick because it, you got a world especially in the first film mm-hmm. that you then were able to explore in parts 2 and part 3. Yeah. Uh, and I guess there there's a fourth one coming as well. Oh no, it's like I think I think uh, Keanu Reeves said it's like he's willing to take it as as far as he can. Yeah, until people just stop wanting to see it. Yeah, which is awesome, and that's great yeah. that they're able to do that. And it's each one is done better than the last one. I think each one has kind of doubled the profits of the previous, which is insane. Movies, Easily, yeah. Movies don't do that usually, right? Now. The thing is, it works because it's a it's a world that feels lived in, and that's the same thing with this. This, and the night comes for us. This feels like a world that is lived in by all of these people. I believe in these that these crime bosses exist. There are six, the six major bosses of the six C's. We only meet two of them in this movie. So, and this is planned to be a trilogy, so we know that it's a developed world, and we're dealing with something that was written out into a graphic novel form because there was so much the story that, that the director wanted to tell. And I think that is what takes this and puts it into a whole nother level because it's thought through, and there's a lot of questions that do not get answered in this film that we may be able to get in some flashbacks in some of the other film, you know, in the second or third film. Yeah, I I was unaware. Well, I admit I was unaware that this was planned out to be a trilogy until we had talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. And so much like it. Any questions I had for this movie watching it, which were very few. Honestly, were immediately answered when you told me that was like, oh, we're not supposed to know all this yet. This is the come. We're only supposed to see this very specific point of view for right now. It's to me, this is like the catalyst for a larger. It really is the catalyst for a larger story to come. And and Um, to to be honest with you, like. Like just seeing this movie, this is a two hour movie. It doesn't let you go at all. It does not. Like at, at any single point, and I can just like rolling in the back of my head and thinking about it. It's like there is so much potential to in two more movies. What we're gonna see with all of this? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so we have like since we only see two of the of the six C's, Ito mm-hmm. being one of them and Chen Wu. Uh, being the other, mm-hmm. um, Chen Wu is like the money guy, essentially, yeah. it seems. And then we see like Ito's old crew of people, like uh, uh, Aryan, who is Iko Uias. Mm-hmm. He is like running some casinos and nightclubs and stuff like that, and he's getting ready to move up, potentially. You know, after this betrayal of Ito, now they're saying, hey, you used to run with this guy. If you can rat him out to us or, you know, we will we'll help you move up and give you his old spot and then you yeah. can be running the drug trades and stuff we even have we even have a scene with um with Chen Wu on the uh yes on the on the interstate yes um where he pulls over the car and he talks to him even almost breaks 
a wall here. He's like, doesn't this just all sound like a gangster movie? Um, yeah, it does because it's very and but the way Chen Wu talks, he's yeah. so casual and calm in this film. Mm-hmm. And, the entire, and, he is so low. He's like he's a fucking Galapagos tortoise. You don't realize how badass he is though until you because in the beginning I'm seeing him I'm like okay, okay I mean he seems like but how big of a character is he in this and then yeah. you're like oh this guy has a lot of power like an insane amount yeah. of power this is the du- this is the dude and but he's not right maniacal now. but you know what that's funny you said that he's like the dude if the dude were a mob boss oh god so much of that just clicked thank you thank you for saying that. <laughs> he is. He is the dude. It's so good. I mean, this movie, the characters are so strong. Each character is so well-defined in this film uh, because, you know, with um, with Arian or Arian, I I don't mm-hmm. know how to pronounce it exactly. Cause I, I, think think it's, it's I think it's Arian. I think it's Arian. So yeah. Arian, he, he just wants to kind of be accepted. Like, he is kind of an outsider coming into this. And... Because you get flashbacks of him like learning the language and and, and coming into things um, and meeting Ido and how they like came up together, um, and now Ido is so far ahead of him and he he's looking at that and he wants to get there like he's hungry and he's eager for it, but he's also naive. And Absolutely, he's so he's so intent on getting there as quickly as possible. Yes, he's not. He's, he's not soaking in, like, the knowledge and taking the steps to know exactly. Like, I- Ito, we have the situation where Ito leaves. Yeah. He leaves the group. I believe it's three years. Basically, everybody's like, hey, you disappeared. It's like he went so, so to he do a, this job. He had a group of, of people who he mm-hmm. who hung out with. We should probably explain that a bit because yeah, I feel we like do that. We, we know it. Um, we do, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and I realized that, like, as I was talking earlier, I, I was going to start with that. And then I was like, well, let's move to this thing. Let's do this um, so he had an old group of, of running buddies that, you know, they're in the drug trade, uh, small time stuff. So it was Ido, it was uh, Fati, Fati, and Arian. White boy Arian, Bobby, white boy Bobby, and uh, who was uh, the Johan. other? Johan? Oh, Johan. Yeah, Johan yeah, was yeah, there yeah. as well. Oh, so, wait, yeah, yeah. Oh, Johan. <laughs> we'll get the Johan. <laughs> now, what's awesome about this is like you you get some backstory on. We get some flashbacks to see like they were low level until Bobby. Um, Bobby got greedy because Bobby is a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Bobby does a lot of heroin. Um, there's a deleted scene on YouTube that goes on, uh, when, when Bobby is talking to Raina, the, the little okay. girl, he's, she, yeah. she asks some questions to him and she's like, what's wrong with your arm? What are those marks on your arm? And he gets all like mad at her for a second and stuff. So you realize like, he's a junkie. He's got all, mm. he's sweating like crazy in the beginning. He's had his foot cut off, which we don't know if that was due to heroin addiction or if that was due to him pissing off the triad because he's the reason that Ito in this group is involved mm. with the triad now because he wanted to go big time into the drug world. Like he said, big time. He was like, he literally said, we can't forget the smack. We can't forget the cocaine. He's like, it's such a markup. It's such a markup. 
And immediately Ito's like, no, yeah. we don't do that. It's like we want if we want to make it up, we do it in time. We show our loyalty. We do our thing. We'll get there. And yeah, but, Bob, you know. Bobby Bobby straight is like about the quick come up trying to trying to just have it all so quick. Well, and so is Arian, too. You know, he's so, not at so first. Is Arian. It's, a, it's just too. Honestly, it's like they want the same thing. Yeah. Just like Bobby wanted like so much. He's like, we can just do this and we're there. Right. But it's this opportunism. But you're also talking to someone who is doing a lot of drugs because they even call him a drug addict and stuff then. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you can't do this. Like, because you're, you know, doing all these drugs. Now you just got us into a situation because you're a junkie. Like, that was the yeah. big issue, um, which they just kind of decide, you know what? I guess we're in it. But let him kind of oh, hang himself. Yeah, no, and- they they. They they let him they let him out to dry man. They do they they you know they put him out there and that's you know then then uh basically Ito leaves for for three years and like immediate like it almost seems like immediately after this like it seemed like he left the same day they had this conversation. Well, I mean, in a movie, it's gonna seem like that. Of I think, course, but even even maybe it did. I, who knows? With the flashbacks, I'm not quite sure what the time frame is for all of it. I don't know, but it um, seemed very recent. If it was not the same day, fine. But like, yeah. it seemed like a very, a very quick move for Edo. Oh yeah, after, yeah. After this conversation. Right. Exactly. And so, so basically, like he wakes up in this uh, in the house with this girl, uh, Elena. Um, or not Elena. Uh, Shinta. Shinta, yeah. Uh, so he wakes up, uh, in this woman's house, uh, Shinta, and he knows her from, like, back in the day. I think they had a thing going on, it seemed like. That's what it seems like. It very much seemed like it. So, then what happens is she's like, I didn't know what to do, so I called, uh, Fatih, and he, you need to talk to him. And he's like, Mm -hmm. what? Oh, God, no. And he sees Fatih, and they they greet each other, and they're talking, and he's like, look, man, I don't want to get the crew involved in this. And he's like, dude, what crew? (laughs) Right? Two of them are dead. Two of them are serving life sentences. And he's like, and then you got me and and Bobby. And he's like, and and your boy Arian is like off doing all this other stuff, working in these casinos or, or, you know, nightclubs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we get that quick introduction to Arian as he's running this nightclub mm-hmm. and some asshole dude is like beating oh, up God. on beating dude, up dude. on his on the girls and we, uh, like, we could we could really like like <laughs> shift gears here and like really get into the action because this movie is, where, like, is action st- though I know, so, but, yeah. but but honestly it's like this is where we start like getting heavy this is where you realize what you're getting into because the conversations yeah. happening about all this this is the establishing stuff that we're getting with Fatih mm-hmm. but the second they mention Arian we go and get his introduction yeah and yeah this guy is being abusive towards one of the servers right mm-hmm yeah that uh, he seems like a regular he's a I guess a, a high roller he yeah. comes in throwing money around he's He's got the the VIP room. He's getting girls in there. He's getting bottle service. He's getting food. Literally, literally he's a party of one. It seems like there's nobody else. Sure, with it's him. it's just a rich douchebag who's yeah. in there just being douchey for douchey's sake. Sure, and 
he basically just starts insulting Arian, and you know, you see he's just beat the shit out of this girl, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, she spilt wine on my pants or whatever." And it's yeah, like, ruin, ruin, ruin my pants, man! Well, like I he mean, is, like he is, like out of his mind. Like he is on stuff. He is drunk. Like he's just sure. like, she ruined my pants, man. Like that, <laughs> it's like, oh, like that, guy. but it's way more aggressive, and yeah. Uh, he's being super demeaning towards uh, Arian and, or Arian, and <clears throat> you know, Arian looks around. He pours the wine for the dude and kind of looks around all, all at everybody, and just proceeds to, as the guy takes a sip, smash the glass into his face. That like took me by surprise because up until this point, like like he's being the host. He's like, okay, I got you. Like the guy says, he's like, maybe you, maybe you should just pour the wine for me. He's like, fine, dude. I'll, he's just been so I'll insulting to him the entire time. The entire, the entire, he is. It's like, and Arian's doing this. It's like, so leading up to this, I'm like, oh, this could really go down because this guy, he's like, he's being cool about it. Mm-hmm. This guy is like running his mouth off. Arian's being so cool. The guy gives him another insult, and as soon as he goes for that sip, the back end of that glass. Like, it was so fast. So yeah, it was fast. super fast. Back of that glass, like, into his face. Every single bit of that stemware was in his face. Yeah, so he smashes this glass into his face. He's got glass all in his eyes. And then this dude's, like, bodyguards and shit start to try and try. fight. Oh, they did not. Like, they tried, but it didn't seem like they were trained so hard. It didn't go well. It, <laughs> it didn't did go, not well go well at all. Or any of them. Yeah, he he kicks the shit out of him, and at first you're like, oh, he's going to beat him up. But then he starts breaking necks, and you're like, oh, this is what we're getting into now. I think Um, probably, like you mentioned earlier, like, I've been so used to the John Wick scenario. Like, if John Wick has his gun, you're going to die. Right. But at any point, like, John Wick's, like, incapacitating people. This guy was like, no, you will not have another chance well, this is a whole this is a whole like insult to you know, yeah. you you don't you don't mess with them. Basically, it's mm-hmm. an insult to the triad, and it's kind of like it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, he goes full on out, destroys all of these guys. This one dude has as uh, one of the girls at knife point, so he just kind <laughs> of like scopes it out, walks up, uses the girl's head. To just like bounce it off of the the guy holding the knife on her head, and then pulls her away because it stuns him long yeah, enough. Yeah, like like I think it breaks his nose. Like he just yeah. like like palms her forehead and bounces it off his off his. But face. what's funny is it looked so gentle. It looked like he barely did anything to her. But it was yeah. that reaction and just the simple force of it. And the shock probably that caused her to push her head oh, no. back. That, that he did hit it. And, the nose. and that's what I mean. That's what was so amazing. That's what's so awesome about it. It's because it's yeah. like it's so thought out about what it's going to take in order to do what needs to be done. To separate, to just separate these two. Right. He's just um, like boop. Is boops him. Boops right. him in the nose with the back of her head. <laughs> Right, and then he he messes him up real quick, and then you know he moves back on to our main uh, guy who is still screaming with all this glass in his mm-hmm. face, um, and and just having this fit, and then uh, someone decides to come up and slash Arian across the back. If I can for a second, like yeah. when this guy came up, 
and comes across him with his blade. I hear, I hear, you know, you hear the movie slashing noise. You hear that. And the guy, yeah. I thought he was, he would have like laid him open. It was lit. It was like, <laughs> it was like a four inch little red mark. I was like, dude, maximum effort, man. It's like, yeah, you just made him mad. That's all you did. Yeah, made him mad, and then he, he took a, a champagne bottle or the wine bottle and, and mm-hmm. bashed him with it, um, yep. and then proceeded to take what was left of it and stab uh, the high roller dude in the leg. So he opened his mouth and screamed, and then he took that, pulled it out of his leg, shoved it in his open mouth. Oh, that And then we visual, see it. That visual of... That guy with the glass in his face and that that bottle shard shoved yeah. into his mouth. I mean, because you know it's like he shoves it into his mouth. He's not. He did not get his teeth around that. That is in. That's through his the palate, gums, dude. That yeah. is in his face. Like it's it's forever a part of his face now. Well, it is well, for, um, for <laughs> the time being that his face is left because. <laughs> He proceeds to tell, Arian proceeds to tell the guy to look into his eyes, and he does, and then he smashes his face into the table so that the bottle, like, smashes through his skull. Uh, it's awesome. It's, it, it's fantastic. I love it because it's like, it doesn't give you a chance to process the bottle in this dude's face, first off. Like, you yeah. see it. But it doesn't give you a chance to really soak it in. Right. Arian's just like, look at me. As soon as the dude's eyes come up, shot from underneath the glass table, just boom, right into it. Right into it, shatters the thing. Um, and this dude's this dude's done. But this is where we start to realize we're in for a hyper-violent movie. Like, hyper-violent on a level that is... Hyper violent. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, it's, it's like mm. it's it reached this movie. I mean, before we really like start to break down these scenes, well, I, this, I mean, it's, oof, yeah, this movie reached a violence level like I've never I've never really seen before. I love I love John Woo. I love the I love hard boiled. I yell, yeah. love Chow Yun Fat. I love what they did with that and how stylized it was and how good it looked. But it never ever got to a level like this. I mean, it like, has a high body count. Like I'll say that it does. If you look at if you look at hard boiled, we're we're over two hundred in the body count. It's like almost three hundred people or something. Bo- body body count is up there. Sure, granted. Granted. But it's all, but it's all like machine gun and handgun and and shotgun. It's, like, a, it's all gun. It's all like gun, liter- gunfire. Literally, yeah. I could say. I mean, you could say uh, John Wick. It's like that was like early blueprint for John Wick. Well, sure, obviously. I mean, they're you know, yeah, it's utilizing. Absolutely. You're utilizing the the John school, or I'm sorry, the John. <laughs> oh wow, the John, John Woo, <laughs> the John Woo school of filmmaking, which is um, excess. Absolutely. Just glorious excess. And that's what this is, but it's done with this hand-to-hand combat where if you're watching... 
this harkens back to like the raid. Like this, mm-hmm. I feel the way about this movie that I did about the raid when that first came out because the raid did something for me where I was like, wait, this is all like practical effects, mm-hmm. hardcore action for I think about a million dollars to make the movie. Uh, yeah, for, so for the so raid. so low, <laughs> yeah. so low of a budget, and and but but using every bit of everybody to to make it to make it work which is the magic yeah. of it and it's it's weird it plays what's weird is the, these are like video game movies that aren't video they're not based on any video games but the raid and even the raid 2 they play like they they watch like video games honestly if they made like the raid video game i'd, I'd play it i would play that it wouldn't be as good as the movie, though. That's oh, what's no, crazy not, not is that all. they made no, a movie that they couldn't. It's basically like they were. If there were a game called The Raid that was like this, then they finally had made something that was way better than the source material. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with this: is that the night comes for us is basically an insane beat 'em up. Yep. Uh, a survival beat 'em up, and you shift focus between different characters throughout and whatever. But like. Mm-hmm. It does. It's the most video gamey, graphic novel, comic book esque because of the levels of violence, the the over the top, bloodletting, um, body part mutilating. Like this is something you have to see to fully be able to comprehend. Because look, yeah. Dead Alive is one of my favorite films. Brain Dead uh, to mm-hmm. everyone outside of the United States, um, one of my favorite movies that I can sit through and I'm totally cool with any scene in the movie and I'm like, mm-hmm. meh, this doesn't phase me at all. But there was some stuff in The Night Comes For Us that I'm looking at and watching and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, there, there were just there were just so many moments, little moments. And I think, I think that's what it is about this movie. It was all little detail. It was so meticulously planned out that there were moments that were just like, Mind blowing. There's things that's like where you in any other movie you probably let your mind go to, yeah. But they just showed you, and not just showed you. They they stood there, and made you watch it. Yeah, and that's that's the thing about this is that it, it's so. It's very visceral and a nonstop fight for survival. And you know not all the characters are going to make it out because you're following bad guys the entire time. Every single person in this minus Reyna is potentially either a bad guy or affiliated with bad guys. We, we have a protagonist that is a protagonist only in title. Like, he, everybody's a bad guy. There's not no. a single hero... In this movie. No. Like, I don't, I don't, it's like, there's not really even an anti-hero. Like, everybody's a bad person. Yeah, I mean, but there's, there's, uh, you know, with a redemption arc like this, that's, that's the story. And, and, you know, it's, it's kind of a redemption story. It's trying to redeem himself, but knowing that, like, no matter what he does, in the end, he's going to meet his fate. Yeah, and I think that's the same way for... For every other character, um, you know everybody's a bad guy, so everybody is fair game. And, Anything and could happen yeah. to anybody. Well, even uh, even Fatih's uh, cousin, 
Um, yeah. This new, right? That's who it was. Yeah. He, yeah. He's forging passports and stuff, right? So he's a criminal as far as yeah. that goes. Not a bad guy. Like, he's just, not, not he a bad seems guy. like a really nice guy. But when you look at this as far as, like, the traditional good versus evil thing, mm-hmm. everyone is on, like, a crime side of things. Uh, well, yes. Fati, I don't know if he's ever done anything terrible. Uh, I mean, maybe not as terrible as a, he, but, I mean, he's he's part of that group. He's part of that criminal organization. Well, he, he's part of the original drug stuff that was yeah. going on there, right? So when... Not, but, not it, society-wise, like, not a great guy, if you think about him in, like, the view of society, not a great Yeah, but I, I feel like Johan is not the good guy more than anything because Johan, so Johan stole all of their, all of their money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because we're introduced to Fatih, we're introduced to Bobby. Bobby is the, you know, the uh, uh, drug addict, but he's also like a badass fighter. Like, I thought he was going to get killed off really early just in the way that they had the movie rolling. Like, yeah, how no, it, he, it seemed to go. He, Honestly, like, I'm not sure if he's my favorite character, but definitely honorable mention for somebody who, like, a character that completely surprised the crap out of me. I'm gonna be honest. He has some of my favorite fighting moments. Oh, um, cer- oh, certainly. Physicality wise, like, he, yeah, he puts up numbers. Oh, absolutely. So, basically, Chen Wu has called Arian and said, like, hey. So I need info on Ido, and, you know, I'll give you all this stuff. So basically, he, he, he does. Like, he sends, Chen Wu sends this hit squad uh, to the apartment, and it's this fight-for-your-life type situation that is absolutely brutal because this is all going on while um, Ido goes to visit Johan. Johan mm-hmm. was part of the team. Johan left... <clears throat> and stole all the money uh, that Ido's trying to get so he can get out of the country now with, with Reyna and get her safe and get the passports, which yep. which uh, are being made currently. And their whole reason for being together in the apartment is like, this is the safe house. This is where we need to be. Uh, yep. Let's just let's just get me, us out of here before shit goes down. And he's like, I'm going to go to Johan. I'm going to get what I need from him, uh, the money, and we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Johan is like, dude, this is like being introduced to a strange comic book villain, and I love it, man. It's like it's like Dead Rising. If you've ever played Dead Rising and you're introduced to the first villains in it, yeah. it's like he has his own little mini intro scene. I, I love I love the correlation be- that you made between this movie and, and, and video games because this guy is this is your min- the first mini boss. This is your test boss. Yeah. This is this is the guy this is the guy you meet at the end of your tutorial almost, you know? All these things we we've shown you up until now, use everything we've shown you, beat this guy. Go. Well, it's it's not just beat him, so you got to beat his group. So it's almost like first That's what level, I'm just so, saying it's like this yeah. whole scene was it's like yeah. everything we've taught you up until this point, use it. Yeah. In whatever and, way you want, but you have to beat this guy. <laughs> And this is where we, st- we get introduced to how violent this film really is, because this was a doozy of a, of like a real a real fray for this yeah. for this movie. Yeah, because uh, Johan has been slaughtering someone in the back, and Ido, uh, you know, 
opens the door. It's a butcher shop that he runs, but in the back he's killing people uh, <laughs> as well as animals. And he has his seven butchers uh, that he, he, you know, utilizes back there. Uh, so, you know, he gets a call up front and he goes up there. And he's not wearing his glasses, and we get that view, and it looks really cool. And he puts them on, and it focuses into frame, and it's just this oh shit look because he sees Ito. Uh, but he didn't recognize his voice because it's been a few years. You know, he mm-hmm. didn't know him as well as he knew everyone else. And there's just this fear. Um, and then basically, like, er, er, uh, Ito's not having it and, like, breaks his nose immediately. Um, yeah. And. They go in, and uh, he's introduced to his seven. He's like, well, you have your six C's. He's like, I've got my seven butchers. He's like, well, I only count six. And then someone's coming in behind him. Dude, Ito's smart. Ito knows what's going on. Ito doesn't panic. You know what he does? He turns around and shoots that dude in the head before he even has a chance to get close. The, the tamest kill, the tamest takedown of the entire fray. Oh, easily. He shoots a dude in the face. It was it was surprising. Mm-hmm. It was surprising for sure. Like you don't know how it's go down. You see this guy creeping up. It doesn't seem like Ito knows. And immediately, Ito just like whips around, loud, yeah. and then it's on. Then it's on. Oh, then it's on because oh, then it is on. We've got. We've got a guy who gets his his face kind of slit open on on, on both of his sides, so he's got like the the Joker, you <laughs> know, two thousand and eight, yeah. the Joker smile. <laughs> I I mean, again, the like, itchy, just, the killer, the itchy, you know, itchy yeah. the killer. Yeah, it's like um, again, this this very particular moment is another good representation of like what we're starting to look at for the um, physical effects, for the very practical effects. That this movie has. We saw the bottle in the mouth of the yeah. high roller. We see this man just one swipe. He turns around. He's he's got an ear to ear grin. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all it's all practical. It's all makeup. Yeah, and it is absolute. It's absolutely surprising and a little bit terrifying and awesome at the Dude, same but then time. But then it gets nastier because- Oh he, no, it, it he, just, it just he, ramps from there. He fall, Well, he falls into the side of beef and he's like yep. hemorrhaging on it. He falls to the ground. The side of beef drops and splats his head into paste. And at first I'm like, did it? And then later when we see another shot and the things next to it, his head is paste on the floor. It is paste. Like, again, again another, another gold mark for this movie. Yeah. It's all those little details. It's it's those things. It's like, oh, you thought you saw it, but then you see another shot, and then you realize if you look in the background, it's like, oh, that's what we saw. That yeah. is what we saw. That man's that man's head is gone. Yeah, and it's it's super graphic there. And then we get into uh, a bone saw being brought mm-hmm. in, and then being able to defend himself with a giant bone. Uh, like a huge, huge, uh, like femur yeah. of, of like a cow. Actually, he takes a hoof of a cow and, and slams that into a dude multiple times. That and you know good. that's got to hurt. Uh, but then he's, he's fighting back. The guy's trying to saw him in half, but he ends mm-hmm. up using the bone. He's cutting into the bone because it's, you know, a bone saw. It's meant to cut bone. Sure. It sets, it sets it up so perfectly. So you get that very surprising. He kicks the guy off him. Yeah. And the bone saw, like, he's tangled up with two guys. Yeah. One guy's on his back, one guy's on his front. Yeah. 
the guy starts sawing into that bone that he's defending himself with, kicks him off him. That saw goes into the leg of the guy who has him wrapped up. And he's perfectly, like, without even missing a beat, he twists that bone in half. And where that saw went in, it's two perfectly just, like, like beveled edges that just make the perfect weapons. It's like perfect splinter of, yeah. of like, he basically has a bone stake, essentially. Yeah. So that one, one right in the neck, and then he's... Yeah. He just reaches around himself and hits the other dude right in the chest. And it is it is amazing. And then uh, he he chokes one guy out um, with uh, the little plastic uh, in between. Oh, the uh, the, vi- the, the vinyl curtain. Yeah, yeah the yeah. vinyl curtain. Um, and I think he takes out another guy another way too because there's there's a bunch of them. But it's so violent and ridiculous and awesome. And then uh, you know he he's. Going and gra- he finds Johan. Johan's shooting a shotgun through the door and everything. But Johan's already called these corrupt cops. And mm. then the second that basically uh, Ito's able to get in there, these cops show up, blast the shit out of Johan. But Johan gets him his money first and everything, whatever. Yeah. But then blast the shit out of Johan. And. It is brutal because Johan's like thinking he's okay and safe, and they yeah. don't give a shit. And then yeah. they don't kill Ido. Nope. They actually, because he's been hiding behind this magic desk that can absorb <laughs> bullets. <laughs> the magic, the magic desk is like made of oak, like I double mean, panel oak or something. It's like just dude, just, just absorbing like these a, shots. What's going on here? That's like a sequoia carved down into a desk. Just um, just rich, rich mahogany. Yeah. Just eating it up. It was just, it was insane. And so then he gets taken captive as we now go back to the apartment that, like, Bobby... I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you, the, the, the back and forth cutscenes, because it's like we're going, we're, we're cutting mm-hmm. from scene to scene in these very tense moments. Like, it's super tense moment and immediately cuts you out, but takes you to another tense moment. It's like, it's like, like... Quentin Tarantino, right. but it doesn't take you to more like exposition and dialogue. It, it takes you. It takes yeah. you to another bloodbath. That then has a tense moment. That then, from the previous tense moment, we cut back to to then have that inevitable bloodbath and yeah. so on and so forth as yeah. we go through this movie. It's great, dude. Like it's if you're, be- it's one. It's one of the best things I've ever seen ever. <laughs> It, because the plot's so simple, and that's what's great about it. It's there's it, when you look at the double crosses that could have happened in this mm-hmm. movie of people screwing each other over. Bobby could have done it at any point. Any you know? point at all. Uh, Fatih could have done it at any point. Neither of them do. Even Fatih's cousin Asi. could have and doesn't. Like Does they stick. Not. They stick through to try and make sure this girl stays safe, no matter what. And that is what makes this stand out for me because it's like they knew who they could trust. And then yeah. even Ito tries to, or not Ito, but Arian tries to like help out at one point. He had, he had like, he had second thoughts about certain things he was, he was doing in the middle of this movie. Yeah. And tries to help his former friends. Do they push him away the entire time though? And it makes sense on why he finally turns is because. Yeah. Every time he tries to help, Fatih is like, 
pushes him away and tells him, like, yeah, get out of here. He even shoots a gun next to his head. And it makes it seem like he killed him, but it was off screen, so... Every kill is pretty much on screen in this. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I'm like, that's not how that's not how you take down uh Ika Uwais. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> this isn't gonna work. This isn't gonna and then you see him later. But <laughs> you have <laughs> you have um all these triad henchmen pretty much invade the apartment building. Now they've gotten Shinta out of there because Bobby mm-hmm. took her down and then saw all these people were coming in. Bobby could have left I, at this I point loved, too. I loved that move. So good. That didn't, didn't even see it coming. Like yeah. they were in they were in the um, the elevator, elevator together. Yeah. Like let's like they got to the bottom floor. Two of the henchmen roll in. He's just like again another snap decision just off, off the hip move just get out of here. We're done. Don't even come back. I'm through with you. Talking to talking to Shinta and cover yeah. and covers it up. Just cause it's like, just get out of here and rolls back up with these yeah. dudes. Like these, these henchmen aren't thinking anything about it because like this is just some like some tweaker dude taking yeah. his old lady out. Exactly. And that's how he plays it off. And it's yeah. you know, it's a good it's good it's a good way to keep her safe, but it also shows that he wasn't willing to um abandon anyone because he could have he yeah. could have walked off with her and that could have been it that could have been um, it but it's like when he because they got they got to the bottom of the elevator and the doors open as this gang is rolling up the stairs yeah and and bobby says just like nope can't do it like that yeah sends her off make sure she's safe yeah he's hitting the action back he's he's helping he's helping his guys out he's heading back to the action so he kills these two dudes in the elevator very quickly. He pulls a knife before they can turn around. We yeah. get a quick cut to the elevator opening, mm-hmm. and it looks like at first I'm like, oh, is he injured or anything? But he's just kind of like wiping, I guess, blood out of his eye or something. I, I think just... I think he may he may have had like some sort of like moment. It seemed like it seemed like yeah. he needed a second. Yeah, yeah. But he killed both those dudes. He's yep. covered in blood. Mm-hmm. He sees people entering the apartment. And he sees the wet floor sign and has an idea. Love this uh, idea. This is a cool idea. It's a cool idea, but dude, all they had to do was a headshot, and that could have been. Uh, on, game, honestly, so. it was it, it was one of those just like balancing on the pin of a needle sort of things. Right, right. But it worked. But uh, it, it worked. I'm, in gl- this I'm case, glad yeah. for him. It worked out that way. The director wanted to have it. Is that he wanted to have it's like if you think about this. This could have gone real bad real fast. Absolutely. But it happened to work out. It it seemed like very natural luck. It didn't take, like, the situation didn't take me out of what was going on. Like, I wasn't like, no, 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 no. No, he still got hit by bullets, but. Oh, he certainly um, did. He certainly yeah, did. He he does not make it out unscathed. Oh, no, um, certainly not. So he burst through the door as everyone's being held at gunpoint. He's making this big to-do. And they basically just shoot him up. But you see he's wearing this metal thing under it. his shirt. It's clear. You but they, they don't, they see don't, it. They don't know. They, you know. <laughs> They're noticing things. But it's like, as the viewer, it's like, you oh, see yeah. what's going on. He's pulling He's pulling Marty McFly in Back to the Future 3. Yeah. He's pull, totally, taking he that totally from, from, a, from movie, you know, a movie before that, too. So, like, I think, what was it, Good, Bad, and the Ugly or That's something it. like That's that? That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's Good, Bad, and the Ugly. 
so like you're you're watching this move being you know taking place and it's like this is this is fantastic but he does get shot in the arm i think at least or he gets shoulder. i think he gets tagged twice he gets yeah. one he gets one in the back of the arm and then yeah. his shoulder gets eaten Dude. alive almost that's what Dude, it his, looks like his arm all right so so these these triad dudes basically come in like the hatchet gang uh, from Kung Fu Hustle, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they burst in, and at this point, they burst in like it's the World War Z zombies, like a literal flood of water, and, but not CG, that's the thing, this is, this, this is horrifying, because you're seeing all these people burst in and push past, and they try to get the door closed, but, like, Bobby gets his arm hacked up to pieces yep. during this, mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to go to to a green room moment, man. His arm yeah. was out there for a oh, while. I, I was surprised. Like, the swings that were taken, it's like, how did that not happen? He, but, he had the, he had the, like, it was covered comparatively to green room. And also, like, mm-hmm. green room just pushed things to a visceral, visceral level. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. But, I, but there's so much of it that it's. They had to, yeah, I think yeah. it's like, even though there's so many moments, it's like there's certain things I'm sure they're like, okay, okay, back, back it up from here. Yeah, you know, yeah. we don't want to give them that just yet. We do kind of get a green room moment though with Visnu, uh, oh. not too long later. But poor Vi- uh, yeah, poor oh Visnu. my god. So, so like the, this hatchet gang uh, has come in and they're trying to, uh, you know, kill the girl and. Mm-hmm. They just start going after these guys, but they fight back, and you realize like these dudes. Um, like Fati, you know, and Bobby, they they can fight. Hold, oh, can they fight? They like start all taking of these out guys dude after dude. Can fight. But Bobby's a whole new level of fighter. Bo- like, Bobby is just straight grit, street brawler, and super it, strength, street brawler. Like he is, he is insane, completely insane. Throws a dude into a window, scrapes his face across it. Um. Takes another guy, throws him right out of the window, and he just falls, and you just see his spine hit the oh, like, concrete corner and hear a snap as he falls to the ground. That it's like, surprised oh. me so much. That's that's very specific takedown. Yeah. He's fight he's tangled up with this one dude. The guy, the, it, it takes a couple of hits, like you see Bobby's head, it's a cut in. Bobby's head gets smashed into the window and it starts to crack the window. So you see just Bobby's face against it. Yeah. He pulls back, smashes Bobby's face through the window. Yeah. Is trying he's trying to pull that move. He's trying to pull that move to bring his head his neck down onto those shards at the bottom of the windowsill there. And Bobby reverses it, does it to him, pushes him off to the side, and the next guy that comes to him, picks him up on his shoulders, throws him out the window. Right, I right. didn't even I didn't it surprised me because that throw out of the window, that drop off surprised the hell out of me. Or just like fall, and then you see the guy like hit different things on the way down. I thought right. that that was honorable mention to as one of my favorite kills. Yeah, one that of my was favorite takedowns. Honorable mention. So yeah, during this fight scene, like shit's going crazy. Everyone's beating the shit out of each other. I mean, they're killing a lot of people. Fati mm. seems like the more thinker fighter. Like he's very meticulous. Can take on a lot of guys at yeah. once. And is able to defend himself because these dudes are swinging these hatchets and he's holding up a fucking coffee table and is able to block them because of how they're swinging this down. Like the angle, they're not going to be able to get through it. No. That, that, co- that coffee table, I love how they like 
cut away from him with the coffee table and then cut back into him with the coffee table. Yeah, so it wasn't like magically he escaped. We don't know how. It's like, no, we're watching how he escaped through this by being a fucking badass. Yeah. And there's so much violence in these scenes alone that it, it's impossible to kind of go through really any of it. There's so much, like so uh, many deaths uh, that occur. Honestly, I think the one we really need to touch on is Bobby's use of the wet floor sign. Aside from absorbing, Ooh. aside from absorbing the bullets, yeah. what happens, Rob? <laughs> Bobby, Bobby's mad because he was shot um, with that. So he pulls the wet floor sign out and starts to. He knocks down that gunman who shot him, and he hits him in the face with this a few times. And you hear it crack the dude's head pretty hard. This thing's heavy, heavy metal. I mean, it absorbed bullets, right, without going through. Yeah, it's a, it's a metal, it's, a, it's like an old school, like, very thick, like, plate metal sign. Plate metal, that's exactly. And he, he smashes it on this dude's face, but then flips it so the sharp end, because it has this kind of, like, sharp end, and just hacks it into the dude's head, but the way it goes down is kind of like when you take an ice cream scoop and push it into ice cream and it goes in an angle to push out. Mm-hmm. Imagine doing that to someone's head as you're scooping out it, their brain it, and it skull. Was the cre- like it, again, one of those very slight details. But when it happened, my heart went into my throat a little bit because like I could see it. I could see it in my head. Like he hits, he takes it down on the dude's on the dude's it had to have been the dude's chin like right on this guy's chin yeah. and it looks like the legs of the sign like it hits the guy in the chin but the legs of the sign hit the floor yep but he wasn't done yet the yeah. weight of his body pushing through like it paused for the slightest second and then something gave way again it like it's excruciatingly brutal it's super visceral. Like even the description can't do it justice. You just have to no. see it. Maybe maybe we've overhyped it, but because some people would be like, "I've I, seen." I'm gonna worse. be honest with you. It's like I'm probably gonna say this before we get to the end of this, but it's like, yeah, sure. This is about spoilers. This is about discussing this movie, but I think this is solidly one of those films that you cannot really spoil. If no, you, you really can't. This, if you watch this movie, you will be surprised it will it will shock you i mean there there will be certain things that will yeah not everything is going to but there's definitely moments that are like oh well that was unexpected and i didn't think that you could take a movie and ramp it up this much and keep it going throughout the entire time Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's what this is like the fight scene takes forever like they are in the apartment for a very long time and they end up sending in these two uh, enforcers, or the triad enforcer group, but that's led by Elena and Alma. Mm, yeah. uh, Ooh, and these, are, these are like the underbelly of this yeah. group. They, like, they take it to a dirty level, a dirt, dirt level. So there's Alma and Elena, right? And mm-hmm. Alma has this kind of um, a garrote wire, essentially, but it's a, it's kind of like this little whip that she she spins around constantly. I think I think we missed the point that that we seem like we wanted to talk about was uh, Vishnu's uh, Vishnu's little fight where he got uh, stabbed. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so before we get to them, yeah. So there's Visnu and Visnu um is is protecting uh the girl Reina, uh, yeah. Reina. So Visnu is protecting Reina and these guys come in there and one dude stabs Visnu and you're like, "Oh, well, this guy's getting taken out quickly because the guy then turns the knife while it's in Visnu." I mean, they they straight up like pause on this shot where he's like twisting it like like yeah. right, right under his ribs. Like it is a brutal, brutal shot. Well, he's bleeding heavily too, but yeah. uh, apparently the adrenaline then kicks in because he realizes, oh shit, I'm I'm going to die if I don't defend myself. And he starts kicking the shit, like fighting back at least, mm-hmm. and um, is able to kill the one guy and this other dude who's like trying to go in and and kill Reyna who's hiding in this like closet. He ends up being able to kill that guy too, and you're like, yeah. "Ooh, okay, this dude's not. He's he's got some fight." Like, good job, man. It's like right. that's a brutal wound, but it's like good on you for finishing that out. Exactly. Uh, and then we're introduced to Alma and Elena. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, so Alma's got this like, it's this like chain whip, um, yeah. and it's very, it's it's one of those things that when you see it do what it does. You realize it's not messing around and they're not going comical with it. No. Uh, and then you have uh, Elena, who basically she's really good with knives. She's really good with knives. And she, she's got she this, is a blade like, master, curved, which honestly yeah. for me in movies like this is a very, ten- a very tense point for me. It's like you see somebody who's good with blades. It's like this is a pro. This is the well, person sure, sure. you're not supposed to mess with at all. Well, obviously. Obviously, yeah, Obviously. But, you know who, who I I mean that's that's basically when I see someone with a knife my first thing is this if they are that good with the knife this is going to get very messy for yeah. me. I'm But also to, it's like by this point we've seen so many sharp objects. <laughs> right, right. Well, she she basically says like no one's getting out of here alive. So these like little henchmen, triad henchmen basically turn on uh you know elena and uh alma because they don't want to die obviously but elena takes them out so quickly i mean just a couple of swipes probably could have called that sort of situation but like it was like she made it easier than breathing it was way faster than i thought it would have been like each one of these guys honestly they probably should have attacked in a group <laughs> you think, yeah, I, they, 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 go, they went one at a time, and I was like, guys, just all fight at once. Remember what you did, and oh, that didn't work either. You well, oh, well, you did now. It's fine. <laughs> um, and then Bobby, you know, tells uh, everyone to to kind of leave because yep. uh, Visnu has taken Reyna and gone to the back stairwell, but he doesn't realize Alma is mm. already there waiting. waiting, and you know we cut over to to them and he's he's trying to fight back against Alma and she whips this thing around uh Visnu's wrist and you're like oh no and then she pulls it and at first I'm thinking to myself are we going Johnny Mnemonic here with the laser whip on Udo Kair yes very 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 Johnny Mnemonic situation going on here with with that just with that wire. We're not going that route, exactly. Nope. Because 
it, it, they turn they turn uh, Udokai into sushi essentially in that because he falls over and slides away. Which again, which is a, a very cool scene, which I love very very, very cool. much. I, I love very very much in that movie. But yeah, this, I think it's great. This turns the brutality of a weapon like that just completely off the charts. This goes on another level because the idea with this is she's able to pull the thing back off of somebody's arm or wrist, but it cuts in very, very deep. You know, bones are there, and one pull might not take the entire hand off, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't um, because you see it's taken three quarters of his hand off, and he's gushing out as part of the bone is splintered out, and it's just broken away, and it's so nasty. It's it's one of it's one of the best, in my opinion, best visuals of this movie to see his arm just like in the way they oh, did yeah. it. It looks like his is like his hand is hanging off with like a weird angle, but to, you just see the layers of everything right down to the bone, and it it like. It happens so instantaneously. Again, it's one of those moments you don't get to really like process or like imagine what's going to happen. It's just happening. Yeah, and that's that's something with this film that just it, 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 that it ramps up the brutality throughout, and then you know she quickly is able to get that thing around his neck, Ooh. and we we know how that's going to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not well. and at that you know we we cut back i think to to bobby having this fight with uh elena and that doesn't go well either bobby seems like he might be able to get something in there he was almost there honestly even even after even even after she got him with that um that that curved that curved uh it's like a curved machete curved knife blade Yeah. yeah He like he muscled down and was like, "Oh, you got to get closer!" And like pulled himself into it. I was like, "Oh, this guy's about to do something crazy!" But then she she takes that that little pocket, just like that little mm-hmm. fist knife, yeah. and gets him. It was just like, she, oh. yeah, she gets him in the head with that, and yeah. then he's he's done at that point. But yep. it, it takes her a while to get the knife out of him. Like he's still he's stubborn. He was holding on. Yeah, like that's she had the thing. to like unwrap his his fingers from her arm. Well, I think his idea was I'm pulling this thing all the way in me. It's my knife now. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's hey, mine. if you want, you don't have to take it back. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I was also, I think, get her in close enough that the knife is now in him and he's holding that thing, so she can't yeah. get it back for a while. But then at the same time, potentially being able to try and stab her to take her out too so if or he dies at least she well I mean, whatever you know it does i mean what's he gonna do he's already been stabbed through heavily with a knife oh and sure no, he, i mean he's done times. so it doesn't matter he's, yeah. like, he's like i'm just gonna try to do something so he's he's done um oh, yeah. and it sucks because like having that happen with bobby it's that final moment and you see this look of shock in bobby's eyes and then fati is like no, he knows what's happened with that final yeah. blow that it's like the death blow. Um, they have to get away from it. You know, he still has to get away. So Fatih yeah. has run down. And then he sees that his cousin is bleeding out all over the floor. And Elena's there, or Alma's there. And um, Alma's laughing. brutal because she, yeah, she is straight, like, Dude, she's tackling evil. at this destruction. 
Yeah, she doesn't care about any of this. Like, nothing, none of this really phases her. And then right as she's about to take out Fatih and then kill Reyna, um, Arian appears and stops her and wraps his coat around her head, kicks her through a door, and knocks her out. Oh, God, that was, a, like, yeah. his, his front kicks Oof, were brutal. so, like, amazing. Like, just the it, visual oof. on those. And I think, I think it was probably... Like the camera angle on that too, because right when he did, they did almost like an, an overhead, like inverted shot on that. Yeah. So it was almost yeah. it was almost dizzying a little bit, but you knew what happened. So it yeah. was a very very cool visual for that. It was really awesome. Um, and then you know he's able to get um, Fatih and and Reyna out of there, but that's where they have this confrontation where he's like, "You you got Bobby killed. You got our guys killed." And he's like, "Look, man." I know, and I'm sorry, because he's like, how did you know? Only no one knew about this place except for you, so you had to have ratted us out. You did this. And Arian doesn't even deny it. He's just like, look, Ito got himself into this stuff. This is his business, but, like, this doesn't. you don't have to die. You can work for me. I'm going to get moved up in this. And he's just yeah. like, you know, I can't believe you. Nothing has changed with you. You're just is as uh, egomaniacal as you were before and this is exactly so he just wants him out and he pulls a gun on him and you see off screen he, he fires and uh, Reyna sc like screams from in the car for a second and we don't see Arian pretty much for, for the rest of this scene at all Yeah, uh, we know he's not dead because come on you don't fight it's it's that whole thing that, that's, like, the, that's, that's not the way this is going to happen in this movie no no that's no no no, no, no. That, would, that would just be lame um, I mean, really, it would be it would be a terrible way been, for that to it's go. Like, it's like then who's and then you'd have to immediately like switch over to Ito trying to d take down Chen Wu. I mean, it would just yeah, exactly. And I mean, that still is a thing that we we get to throughout or sure. you know in the film. But, but at this, this point, story, but this story has to happen between these two right. guys. It does, uh, and and now Fatih is trying to uh, get out of the parking garage because he's got into his car, but there's all these guys. There's this huge parking lot shoot-up battle. It goes on for a very long time, and this yeah. car lasts forever. But then we cut to what's going on with, with Ito. All right, so we, we've gotten to the point where Ito is with these corrupt cops in this, in this paddy wagon, and, man, he fights back. Brutally, oh my gosh! Yeah. There's breaking arms. Um, I'll be I'll be honest with you. In such in such a tight space, like Edo yeah. Edo can handle it ha handle himself. That was such a claustrophobic scene. Yeah, I mean it was a good. I've seen stuff like this before, but <clears throat> the way that they were pushed up so tightly at one point, mm -hmm. where uh, one guy he's able to get the guy's machine gun aimed at another dude's head and then use the stun baton to stun him, causing him to pull the trigger and he blasts this dude's face into oblivion. Alright, I do need a reminder on this. He uses the stun stick. Did he yeah. hit him did he hit him like in the body or did he hit him up in the jaw area? He got him he got him in the neck, but got that's him in the still neck. your nerves. No, 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 are it's like cause, he tensed yeah, up. Yeah, and, yeah. He tensed and like, up and then he he basically he just shot the dude's face into oblivion. Which was in a, a a magical visual because it's like when it fires off, you see it down straight down the barrel from the shooter's yeah. POV, and then it flips around to the back of the guy's head. 
as it's being yeah. shot, and you just see the silhouette just wear away with yeah, each it just shot. Gets, it just gets blasted, and then this guy is fighting Ido. Ido pulls the pin on his grenade that's on uh, the front of the dude's vest, and uh, basically Ido is, they're basically smashed up into the van where Ido's back is against the back of the van, and this dude's back is bashed into Ido's front. Ido grabs, pulls the pin, and then takes his feet and just hurls him all the way across the, the van. The leg strength on this man is ridiculous. Do the I mean, they're all like, look, any of these main people are like fucking superheroes, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's like, at, at this point, they are adrenaline-fueled superheroes. It's so good, though, because he kicks the dude into the wall, the grenade blows up, this dude's a human shield, and he just launches back. Ito just kind of, like, ducks down, and then that body kind of lands on him, so it's he, get, he, gets, he gets essentially sheltered by the body that has just been blasted towards him. But that's, like, all he gets sheltered by. That was the part that shocked me, was it's like, he kicks this guy off him, the grenade goes off between the body and the wall. Okay, I get yeah. that. But we slow time down a little bit, and you see Ito cover himself with one arm. Yeah, but he's also so and low to the ground; like he's on the floor. This I'm, this dude is just saying, up, pressed I am, up against the wall. I am surprised it did not do more damage to Ito. Again, superhero status for this movie. Cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah. When you when you look at what happens to these people and how much how much violent or how much dude the guy's been shot right off the bat, right? Like when he turned yeah. on his dude, he got shot by one of his own guys, and he has this wound, this bullet wound that he's had the entire movie. Yep. That's basically caused him to pass out in the beginning, and now he's he's able to make it through. Yeah. As soon as, soon as he I'm woke okay up in that this. bathroom, he was fine. That's like that bullet wound yeah. wasn't even there practically. I'm okay with this suspension of disbelief. I'm 100% okay with it. I am. Um, for, yes. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah. It's like, I am I am totally down for whatever anybody is going through in this movie. Exactly. Basically, at this point, we, we cut back because uh, Ito just gets out and, and escapes. And we cut back over to uh, the parking garage where Fati is trying to get Rain out of there. And there is just... Dudes are shooting up the car. Luckily, these are reinforced cars. Um, yeah. You know, because they're they're car. all they're all they're all criminals. So they have these reinforced yeah. cars, reinforced windshields, everything, and it's getting bad. Like, I mean, some bullets are, are going through. It's causing a lot of damage. Like Fatih gets shot a few times during this. Um, he gets hit, uh, but is able to crash the car into a dude who's shooting at him, and then that guy could have just shot him because he still even though he was crushed still had his hand on the on on his gun his machine mm -hmm. gun but like Fatih thinking even though he's just crashed the car pulls the gun shoots the dude in the head and then that dude aims like he ends up shooting uh to the side not hitting Reyna luckily and then he just even Reyna has a little switchblade and stabs a dude in the eye repeatedly right? when the guy tries like, to climb in through the back get that? <laughs> she picks it up at one point but I just love how she's just like no, and just stabs the dude in the eye a few Everybody's times. Everybody's getting in on this action, man. And then this guy's on the ground, and Fatih backs the car up and just smashes the dude who's had his eye stabbed in the face. It's so good. Yeah, so good. Um, no, amazing. But, you know, he, he knows what's going to happen, right? He knows this mm -hmm. isn't going to go well. 
The door's been ripped off the car at this point. He's been shot up a bunch. There, there's too many people coming in. So he says to Reyna, I need you to do something for me. And the next thing you see, he's pulling the car out. There's all these people in front. He just kind of moves up. There's a whole line of people, and it's a standoff. Windshield's gone. He's smoking a cigarette. He's bleeding heavily. 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 And all these dudes have machine guns aimed at him. What does he do? He just starts shooting, man. He shoots one, kills him. They start pumping him full of lead. They keep shooting him over and over and over. Then he shoots another one of them after he's been shot like five times, <laughs> takes another one down. Because he's like, fuck this, I ain't going down. And it looks like he's done. And then all these dudes who were shooting at him all of a sudden just get taken out one after another after another. And they're just, all of them are dead. Because they were about, this one dude walks up to him. He's still breathing in the car. And he was just going to like do a headshot and finish him off Mm -hmm. but then he gets shot and it's this woman uh who we find out is the operator the operator yeah she comes in dressed all in uh leather and she's got this helmet and she presses the motorcycle helmet she's coming on this awesome motorcycle (laughs) she presses this little button and the mask thing goes from tinted to seeing her face i'm like oh this is super cool and the one dude who had the gun at Fatih's head is like trying to get up and she just takes him down just a couple more bullets and he's down he's like the, the deadliest character in this movie of all the Dude, deadly characters far. of all the deadly characters in this movie and there's a lot of them yeah the deadliest character easily so, like, the deadliest this is, character this is yeah. like this character the operator is surgical Julia Stell plays the operator. She, mm-hmm. yeah, easily what I would consider to be the mo- the character you should fear the most in this movie. Absolutely. Easily the character you should fear the most in this movie. Um, so she checks on Fati. Fati's dead. Uh, and basically it cuts back to Ido, right? So this situation's mm-hmm. happened. We've cut back to Ido running into the parking garage and he sees the car. He sees that it's destroyed, like, Fatih's dead, mm. and he thinks, oh, I didn't, it's all over. Uh, you know, he's crushed, like, he just yeah. is like, this was all for nothing, this was just, this was just, uh. Fatih's dead, girl's dead, it's like, it's all over. What did I do this Reyna, for? <laughs> Reyna appears out of nowhere, and, like, runs up to him, and this look of relief washes over his face, just kind of like, there is some sort of glimmer of hope. And there's this moment in this pause, and he's mourning what's happened, but he knows that they have to go. Yeah. And he picks her up, and he, he just picks her up. I mean, and he, I mean just, he, go, he goes from, like, from complete nothingness. Like, this this is definitely, like, one of the more, like, emotional scenes. He goes from, like, complete nothingness, thinking that it's over. She's dead. He can't do anything else to yeah. immediately 180 degrees purpose-driven again. Basically, like at this point, they've they've gone on to uh, a different apartment. I forget whose place they're at at this point. Oh, um, the operator ends up finding them, fights Ito. Yeah, I don't think we ever. I don't think we ever learned like whose apartment that is. Yeah, I'm not sure. It could have been his, you know. Um, but holy shit, dude! Her fight with Ito, she straight up tries to kill him multiple times. I mean, really, oh, is she, trying to she, kill him. No, she straight up like. If she wanted to stop, she would have killed him. She straight want the shit out of him. Dude, there was... She could have at one point and then stops, like... It, yeah. Well, she only stops... She only stops for one reason. Mm-hmm. And 
that's when Reyna comes out crying because she has Ito dead to rights. She's put oh, him absolutely. through a sink and messed him up really bad. He's fighting back, but she is, she's really good. Trying to get a knife in his eye and like it hits the ground and he flips to the side. So she basically is like, cool, different angle. And then tries to then stab uh, sideways to stab him that way with the thing. So it's like if one angle doesn't work, she tries another one immediately. It just um, like this fight just shows honestly how versatile her fighting style is and just how completely deadly her character is absolutely uh and then right when she has him dead to rights and could kill him reyna comes out and is like crying please don't kill him please don't kill him and then we have this conversation where you know she's like i'm gonna ask you one question are you like six c's and it's like, if I was, I'm not now. You know, it's like, you know, he yeah. explains the situation to her. And she's like, well, I've been hired to take them out. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm here to kill all of the six C's. And he's like, well, you'll get that. Let me finish this job, save this girl, at least have some redeeming thing in my life before I die. And you know what? You will finish your contract. Yeah. He's like, and- completely, honestly, like, completely. So just still one track. He's like, is that all it is? It's like, you let me do this. You're on complete your mission. You're fine. Don't worry. It's like, let me do this. Help me do this. And you will have your goal. Well, it's basically like Ico's like, or Ito, Ito's like, I'll kill Chen Wu if you protect Reyna. And that's, that's what it comes down to. Because what happens is she ends up leaving, like the operator leaves and you're like, oh, well, that's it. Yeah, she like just vanishes. That well, was such vanishes. a weird turnaround. She, she's just gone out of the apartment, yeah. And then all of a sudden, pretty quickly after, she comes back. Oh, yeah. And she has an entire arsenal with her. So that's she... where they have the deal. He's like, cool, uh, I'm going to go kill Chen Wu because he's like, I can't do this, just me. And then she's like, nope, you got all this stuff too. And he's like, well, just protect Reyna. And what happens there is he ends up going to the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And you see him in the car, and he's, like, putting on paper armor with, like, phone books and stuff and taping this all over his body. And it's smart. It's so smart. And we get a scene of, like, how he's doing it. So I like that we're seeing it in advance ahead of time, like Mm -hmm. him taking and ripping the phone books and putting it on so each of his joints can still move. Like, he's being very careful on how he's doing this, but still at a very quick pace. I I mean, it's... A very, very quick, very easy, easy way to show how it's like, okay, this guy is still human. He can be killed with the weapons these people have. But it's like, guess what? He's smart enough to protect himself. And that's what's going to give him the edge. Because Ito, out of everybody else, has like been through it. He knows what he has to do. And each little advantage he can take, he's going to take to make sure he gets to his end goal because he's a yeah. smart, he's a smart, smart fucking guy. Basically, like now, Arian has been told that he can take over Ito's place mm-hmm. if he kills Ito, and Chen Wu is all like, "Yeah, this is what's going on now. Like, he, you're gonna take over, and it's just he, he agrees to do it. Like, yeah, he doesn't want to because he says, you know, these are my friends, but power, he's power hungry. Um. Yeah, it's like, okay, these are my friends. It's like, but this is what I've always wanted. Yeah. It's too good to pass up, friends or not. 
So then we get to the operator scene because Alma and Elena show up. This, and th- this I want to say, is the brutalist of the oh, fights yeah. we see in this movie. I think this is... Um, considering that it is a trilogy and where it's going, this is what we want to like concentrate on. This is the fight we really yeah. want to see. This is top tier, and yeah. it's it's involving um, three very skilled assassins using their weapons of choice and watching how each one is able to. I mean, it, so basically, what happens? We have um, who's almost starting it out. Mm-hmm with her chain whip and going after the operator, but the operator has her little sword and basically like catches the chain, wraps it around there so it's held between and they have this back and forth tug of war almost, um, push of war really of mm-hmm. trying to like, she's trying to get the blade in her and the other, um, you know, trying, trying to push to, like, it away. Yeah. Push it's, it it's, away. It's, this, this is like, Again, top tier fight, like very as tense as it gets. Like at any moment, like any any one of these, any one of these fires could like flick a wrist. Well, and, it like, gets it gets tenser in a second because it's just the two of them at first until yeah. Elena decides that she's going to join the fight, mm-hmm. and with her blade, now it's three of them. Mm-hmm. And there is a moment where the three of them are fighting, and the blade, uh, uh. The operator's blade is still trapped in the in Alma's wire or chain, and they're moving back and forth. Yeah. And Elena is fighting around to try and fight them, but she's able to block. Like it's such a cool fight scene. The but choreography thrusts- in this movie. I mean, I I've, I've never. It's like it's it's hard to really remember, but just because this movie is so fresh in my mind, it's hard to really remember seeing something this complex and precise and practice and just like so clean yes that is something the the camera work is very clean the editing is clean you can always see what's happening they don't michael bay it no not at all um the thing that got me was the one time where you see elena's eyes get wide is when uh the operator thrusts the blade forward and it gets Probably two inches away from hitting Elena in the face, but Alma's been able to like push back on her chain mm-hmm. in order to um, prevent it. And the operator's not sure what to do at first because this is this is tough. It seems very evenly matched. Yeah. So she just takes the chain off of her blade and throws it around the air conditioner so it latches, <laughs> and then decides to uh, immediately throw it out the window. Now, remember, this thing is attached to to uh, to Alma. She keeps it attached to her. Yeah. Um, so now something's gone out of the window very, very quickly. She's whipped up against the wall. It's wrapped around her throat and her arms there, and she's trying to get it. Oh, man, dude, yeah, just... Oof. Just the static shot, shot of watching Alma fighting for her life. Not against somebody else, against, like, against herself. Against gravity. Against gravity. Like, she, it is, this is my favorite takedown of this movie. This, it's really good, yeah. It's it's brutal. It's, stay, like, they stay with it the entire time as this wire cuts into her hand, cuts through her fingers, cuts through her throat. She's trying to breathe in the entire time you're watching this. 
everything like blood, everything gurgling out as she's trying to breathe through it and still yeah. trying to fight until it's just she's just gone. There's no more fighting it. Well, the hand drops down. And oh you see gosh. Her fingers the, have the, all like most of them have sheared off. Just the final little yeah. on it. Just her hand falls, and as soon as her hand hits the floor, the fingers just detach. Yeah. It's so, because, you know, it was it's just absolutely brutal. And the one thing I was expecting is because the, the wire's gotten so taut, mm-hmm. it's hooked around her neck. I it Because of the stress on it, I thought it was finally going to give way and shear her face off completely. And I was mm-hmm. like, please don't do that. Like, now, then we'd get into super, super extreme, like, equilibrium levels of, like, this is, yeah. even though that's different and really cool, this is... <laughs> This would have just kind of been a letdown for such um, a cool villain who had a lot of moments in this film that all of a sudden it would just be like, oh, you just got eviscerated to a point that I don't I can't see what you look like anymore. Yeah. You know? I mean, especially for what we've seen up until this point. So hi- hyper graphic and violent. Yeah. It's like to have that just a very quick you're gone sort of thing would yeah, have been yeah. a letdown. So it's like I don't I don't think there was any way that no they would have let that happen at all. So I'm glad they did the way they did. Again, right now, being that I've only seen it the one time, this is definitely I I, I want to say this is my favorite just because they stuck with it for so long. Like they oh, made you watch yeah, the entire yeah. thing. Yeah, they're not messing around with it. I mean, they show it to you and you're watching it and you're you do not you're not able to look away. Yeah, um, they don't let you look away. You, you're not no, able to. It's don't. like it's like they're not going to let you look away. Like if you want to watch this movie, you're exactly going to watch this. If you want to look away, yeah. look away. But if you want to watch this, this is what you're going to see. And then you know, the operator asks Elena, like, why didn't she do anything? Oh, and so she's brutal. like, when she's blood. like, yeah, why didn't she try to help her? And she was like, you can't save what's already dead. So cold blooded. Uh, it's true though, and then we find out that they're part of the Lotus. Uh, I think it's the Lotus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they are numbers three and five. Uh, I, I, I was it three and seven, maybe. I thought it was three and five for three them. And five, okay, for, yeah, for those and, two. Yeah, and she didn't like the rankings or whatever because of the Lotus. That's what she was like. Oh, numbers three and number five, and she said five, and she's like, oh, I never really liked those rankings anyway. Yeah, she's like, I never understood um, that. It's just they now they have their fight where you see Raina show back up and they're just like, how about we just kill each other? Basically, that's Elena just says, how about we just kill each other? Um, And it's like, oh, she knows that this might not end well for her because she's just seen Alma die. And she's very she knows that it's a possibility that she could perish. Yeah. So Um, she was it's like they're they're very confident in their skill level and to see one of them actually yeah. perish at the hands of somebody else to say, you know what? This might not go my way at all. And people had invaded earlier trying to, to take the kid before Alma and uh, Elena actually came in to fight the operator. So we had all these henchmen coming in uh, who were cocky, and they're trying to get Alma and Elena to come in the elevator with them, and they're like, no, we'll, we'll take the stairs. We're not doing that. And they're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, the operator shoots them up, throws a grenade in, and blows up the elevator and then has all these traps rigged anyway. So when these other guys come through, they all get blown to shit. And then mm-hmm. she shoots the rest of them, which gets us to this fight because now she and Elena are fighting. Yep. And 
they get to the point where they are they're in the hallway with all the blown apart bodies and they start tripping over the bodies. Movie didn't forget about the bodies. It didn't make them disappear how a lot of films do. They left it. Again, they like fight a, oh. the the detail, the detail in this. It's like the things you you tend to forget in movies. Again, like the the disbelief, things just disappear and are never seen again and you just in your head you just let it happen. Okay, you just get swept away with the movie. This movie doesn't do that. Yeah. All the detail that they've brought to this point still remains insane. If you forgot about the bodies, yeah. guess what? These characters didn't forget about the bodies because the bodies are still there. They're still have makes, to work yeah. around. Well, that's the thing about this. The world is real. It's you a know, very, as yeah. we said, yeah. And they just, they have this battle over the bodies and they're, you know, she's even the operators using body parts to like, the blade to go in there as a pincushion to kind of like keep her from getting stabbed. They fight a little more. They have this kind of standoff where they go in for a final blow at each other. And the operator is who you see first after this. And she looks at her finger. She looks at her hand and pulls him down. She looks at one finger and you see this line on it. And you're like, oh, I guess she got cut. And she just grabs her pinky and snaps that thing right off. She got hit. She's like, oh, well, I guess that's gone. <laughs> it was, that was, I think, I think that was like the badass of the badass, like, scenes. Like, she's just like, all right, here we go. Boop. Snapped it off like a baby carrot and tossed it. Like, <laughs> it was with no, no wincing, no nothing. She was just nope. like, well, this is, this is what happened. And then we go over to Elena and Elena like laughs at what happened. But right at that moment, cause she laughed, she starts coughing and blood comes out because she, she activated her abs, which had been sliced open. And that laughing caused everything to split open and her guts to start pouring out. I, I think again, the little details, the, the details. pop, the pop that you yes. hear in that moment. She she laughs just a little here. It's like a pop and a gas release on my set. It's horrifying. It's like a soda going That's it. You you're opening you're opening a coke. Yeah. Just that noise Ugh. and her like she immediately just like erupts blood. Yeah. Yeah. It is but then she goes into overdrive mode instead of falling and dying. It's it's the last throws of like, well, I'm dying, so I'm taking you out with me. Absolutely, and yep. she goes into overdrive, uh, adamantium rage type thing, <laughs> you know, with like fucking Wolverine, Wolverine berserker rage. Yeah, berserker rage. So that goes into like berserker rage, and just starts going after the operator. But the operator, I think she gets maybe hit once with something, but then. Mm -hmm slices uh slices the guts again of elena as she stabs her a few more times and then takes the blade and shoves it oh no first takes the blade oh, the arm oh the oh, arm my shot God. Mm. the arm shot this is this is one of the highlights this is one of the this highlight moments of this, this is movie. an amazing moment yeah she takes she takes her she takes her blade shoves it through her arm. You see it go right through the arm. In any other movie, that blade would come back out to be used for another move. No. It goes through it goes through the forearm. Right through the forearm. And instead of coming out, she drags it down right to the wrist. 
From the elbow to the wrist. From the elbow to the wrist, and you see, like, you can see the hand. Elena's hand goes limp. She has just completely disconnected everything in her arm, and it is brutal and beautiful and brilliant and such a wonderful shot. It is so shocking and amazing and something that we can describe day in and day out. It's so good, yeah. It's so good. You got to see it, Again, you just have to see it. Few movies oh. have done that. Few movies have done that type of of splaying, and but it's re- this one. This one is, in particular, very brutal. Followed by, I think that's where maybe the gut slash happens right after to cut the intestines. Followed mm-hmm. by the final blow with the blade through the neck, and instead of ripping it out through the throat, mm-hmm. she holds the she holds her neck there and then just pulls the blade back out, and. It's just so good, man. So, so like the the very end, it's like she knows she's done. She doesn't need mm-hmm. to do any more damage. Just that, just finesse. Just take it right back out. Let her yeah. fall right right down the stairs. Oh, beautiful, so beautiful fight scene. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's hard. Again, it's hard to really bring to memory anything that that that's been so like just miraculously shot and expressed. It, it the entire. The entire thing is yeah, it's just awe inspiring. I got to be honest with you. Like when I think about this movie now, I think about that scene. Yeah, that to me is like even though there's other stuff after that, it's such yeah. an amazing thing. But it's a setup for future films, being yeah. that the operator is apparently supposed to make, play a major role in the sequels. They're basically her films. Yeah, mo- um, moving forward, we're, it's like yeah. we've, we've got we've gotten introduced a third of the two of the two C's right, team. Right. They're getting the sixties. We got the sixties. Yeah, two yeah. Sorry, of sorry. Yeah, two yeah. of the sixties team. It's like we got two of them. And um, moving forward, it's not you don't get these guys anymore. Where we're focusing right. on is this operator, and we've just seen how important and deadly and efficient she is, and she's the face moving forward. Yeah. So Ito is like the catalyst to cause all of this stuff to bring mm-hmm. her into the fray, and then she becomes like our main character, I think, for the sequels. Yeah. Now. We cut back over to this triad warehouse, and basically Ito just starts killing everyone. He he makes this big to-do saying, like, you know who I am. Uh, I'm a six C's. You're going to die by the hand of a six C's. And he's like, come at me. And they seem shocked for a second because they're trying to start shit with him. And then yeah. he shocks them, and he immediately beats the living shit and starts killing them. We get pretty quickly into him using a pool ball and smashing someone's face in with one, just like a billiard ball. That, that's immediate. That's like from get go. Like that's like yeah. almost his first move. Like he tangles a guy up, grabs this this pool ball, and smashes him in the face like three or four times, and the guy's face is gone. It's it's all bashed into shit, and. We get to, you know, he's fighting, he's beating the shit out of people, he's stabbing people with, like, pool cues and all sorts of shit. It's getting extremely visceral. Then he grabs the, so this is one of the uh, uh, pool tables that have the nets in the bottom. Mm -hmm. He rips the net off that has about three or four balls in it, and he hits a guy with it a couple of times, and then hits the guy's head onto the table, and then he takes it, and he just does a full hit into guy's head full strength and you just watch the head cave in and crack 
and like a shooken up beer or soda being burst open, it fizzes out like carbonation, just carbonated blood almost pouring out of this dude's head because of all the pressure trying to escape. It is so disgusting and nasty, but it is glorious at the same time. The sound, the visual, it's his, the pressure of his own head seeping out through the cracks and it's fizzing. It's literally fizzing. There are tiny bubbles coming out of this man's head. Practical effects. For all practical effects. It's amazing. Yep. It that's, is amazing. That's... It is grotesque and brutal and amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, it sells the brutality of this film. It really um, does. And, you know, he he finishes off all these other guys. Then Arian appears. Uh, Arian takes out, uh, you know, a sniper who's trying to kill Ito. They have this talk. And he's still, they're still trying to, he's trying to convince them. But, like, Ito, fi- I think basically Arian at this point has just had enough. And he's like, fine, I'm going to kill you. This is this is what I have to do because I need to be in charge of all this shit. Mm-hmm. So they have this amazing fight. It's it's using everything in the warehouse to try and kill each other. And we get simple stuff, but like thumbtacks and the arms and the hands. That that was good. Um, it's like they happen to spill like a box yeah. of tacks, and yeah. Aaron ro- happens to roll into him, and, and it just covers like the inside of his arms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's then they're kicking, you know, because they're kicking and fighting and shit. So those are going deeper and deeper in. Mm-hmm. Um, he stabs Ito with a large screwdriver. You know, there's a giant table saw uh, that you're like, that, oh, that God, was a, are they that, gonna... was, that was a good that was a good moment. Like nobody mm-hmm. got hurt with the table saw, but it's one of those. It's like back and uh, forth talking wars with the table saw. Dude, Arian's hair. It's not perfect anymore. Perfect he lost. Anymore, he lost right? like he Dude. lost like. A I did. Tiny piece I did of hair. Think, I did think it was funny that they focused in on that. I don't think I was there was like, any other time in the movie that they that they took away from anything for yeah. something like that. That was <laughs> like was the just, John Woo dove scene, dude. That's like that's John Woo releasing <laughs> white doves. This is like the slow mo version of "Look how close that was" and "Look how cool this is." <laughs> Look how cool this is. It's like, this is. It's okay. like, oh, the bangs—they're flying away. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, this fight is brutal. It gets into blades um Ooh. blades a, um a, mm-hmm. a piece a piece of uh piece of wooden box with a nail oh yeah oh even yeah. before we get into that even though it's not the most grotesque it's still it still made me shudder when they were fighting against the uh the st- the uh the steel beam yeah and and Ito punches it and then yeah. turns around his back is to it and Arian is hitting him, but then Arian kicks at him, and Ito ducks away. And, oh my god! And, yeah, and Arian straight, straight shin kicks the shit out of a steel beam, and has to take like a solid ten seconds to recover. Dude, I thought his leg because I thought he ever, broke his leg. If you've ever seen like MMA fights where people have had their shin shattered and splayed out, it does not take much pressure to do that no. so in reality if he weren't as, as super strong yeah. as it were that <laughs> leg we is completely just <laughs> yeah in the real world that leg is now split in half uh you have a, a very compound fracture this this was like 
that it gets so brutal because it's so hard hitting. But they're getting mm. the shit kicked out of them. They're bruising up very quickly. They're cutting each other up like crazy, left and right, like shredding each other's mm. bodies. Well, see, Ito's playing it smart because even though he's getting the shit kicked out of him and and a lot of the wounds and stuff are in his midsection, Mm -hmm. he's going after, like, the legs. Uh, He's trying to go for the arteries and the veins of... He's going for extremities, yeah. Yeah, and and basically he's trying to go for a carotid. He's trying to go for the femoral um, to take Arian down because Arian's got, like, a box cutter. And at one point... The, the visual of mm. just the visual of this alone was what was like amazed me because again yeah. they stuck with this shot the cheek versus what the throat because he had the thing up in his throat too he had he had the the piece of um, he had the piece of box with the nail in it yeah up up in Arian like right under his chin and, you, and the nail was coming out yeah. through like under his tongue yeah and then Arian had the box cutter all the way like like through like into Ida's mouth out his cheek like like it looked like it it probably sheared through some cheekbone there well I, I don't even think I went through it went through like the full cheek and it yeah. looked like all he had to do was pull back and he could literally slice his face yeah, halfway I, open I honestly I say I thought that was going to happen I thought that was what they were going to do well we had a moment just briefly before where the box cutter went into something i think it went into it was Ito it was somewhere. like it was like he's up in yeah. his shoulder he stabs his shoulder and in order for arian to keep his blade he just he's like oh well these are the you know snap ones so he just snaps it to the side and that's how the blade it shortens that way and snaps mm-hmm. off the piece so he's done that to him so he has that in there so ito has this thing in his face and he's like he's pulling on it and he could easily cut him open so Ito's like, well, we're at a stalemate now, and I gotta win this. So Ito bites down on the blade and tick, like kicks his head to the side, snapping the blade, mm-hmm. and then being able to get the one up on Arian and kind of like pull it through. So now he's bleeding out. Yep. Um, and Arian's just standing there bleeding, just pouring out blood out of all these wounds. And Ito's just like, yeah, peace, I'm out. <laughs> Pretty much, it is, like it's just like it's like there wasn't even much said there after that happened. Yeah. He's just like like Aaron's holding the side of his face, and he's just he's like, "I gotta go." <laughs> yeah, it's just like he tries to go, and then Arian is bleeding out horribly, and then Arian tries to like shoot him, but he keeps missing because he's. I mean, he's had like nerves and stuff and and all sorts of things cut on him he's bleeding profusely mm-hmm. there's no way that the guy is going to be able to shoot straight nah, he's, he's shredded and he he shoots he misses he misses like like four um, times he yeah he misses and then at one point like ito jumps up and i, I don't know if it's because of shock or if he got hit with a ricochet or something i we just we discussed this briefly before but i think i think because of the brutality of smart of this movie, yeah. <laughs> of this movie, I think one of those shots. I think Durant was like, "Let it ricochet and hit him. Act like it hit you." Yeah, and yeah. like I think they had it ricochet and hit him in the side because he kicks over to the other to like the other part of the slide yeah. more. So I want I want to say that yeah, he probably took one more hit. Like he was walking away, but it was like, oh, we're not going to let him go that easily. 
and make them take yeah. one more hit. <laughs> See, part of it made me think because that was the one that had the loudest noise, mm-hmm. that because he heard the noise, there was a delayed response of jump out of the way. Maybe, and it was yeah. like, oh, damn, he's really messed up because he just doesn't care. Uh, but does a little bit. It's like instinctual. Sure. Um, but Arian's like trying to take him out. He can't. Chen Wu f- shows up. And Ido leaves. Yeah. Ta- I- Ido leaves. He's able to like Ido, walk out the door. Yeah, Ido is able to get out, limps away. Chen Wu shows up and you know from a different direction or whatever, talks shit to Arian. And Arian like aims the gun up at him and pulls the trigger. And guess what? He's out of bullets. So uh I wanna Chen say, Wu I has, wanna say just for that split second, it looked like Chen Wu was surprised a little bit. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. he pulled the trigger. And there was no rounds in it, so it clicked. But Chen Wu was like, oh, like he was going to, like, I could have well, just died. Obviously, man. Like, yeah. the guy just put a gun, and then when it doesn't go off, it's like, oh, shit, he really did pull the trigger on that. Yep. I'm glad that was empty, and yeah. he did not have any bullets in it. But then proceeds to have uh, six people who are led by Arian's former assistant. Yep. Which is crazy. You see this dude briefly in the beginning, and now he's the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> they shoot Arian. They they light him up, and Arian's assistant is the one who walks up to him at the end and puts the final bullet in him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, they will really just turn on each other to oh, get no, ahead, yeah. and that's how Absolutely. this movie is. At this point, the operator brings Reyna to Ito, and the operator leaves. Um, Ito puts Reyna on this ship. This like departing ship. We just see her leave. Yeah, he's, and he he's yells like, at her. It's like straight pulls that the whole uh, the whole yellow dog is like, get out of here! You can't be here. I don't even want you here. Uh, you don't even like. You don't even hear it. Yeah, they, they've muted the the dialogue. You just see him yelling at her, and she runs away crying. And then she's on a ship waving to him. He waves back. <laughs> what is it? Isn't it what Far From Home? The Adventures of Yellow Dog. The Adventures dog? of Yellow Dog. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and you and know that, his part, his yeah. his goal is done. Right, exactly. Like he he to him, that was all he needed to do because he has one final thing to take care of. Yep. And that is to get in his car, and he sees Chen Wu in the triad. More triad henchmen are there, and they're like all Chen coming Wu at him. Brought like brought like twenty guys. Yeah, he brought like a, a lot of dudes. guys. More dudes on top of on top of other ones who are probably all over the warehouse still. Sure. <laughs> so Ido is such a badass scene because the music just really starts to to go during this, mm-hmm. and you get Ido driving. And he just grins, and he's taking the car, and he just is driving as fast as he can as they start shooting at him. And he just gets this look of just mania, this the, maniacal look in the his look, eyes. The looks this man gets on his face when he gets, like, charged up. So good. It are just, it's, it's scary. It is, it's it is scary. genuinely terrifying. Yeah, he the is, looks on, uh, Just the looks he can get on his face. Joe Taslam, like, he is, he has... He can be look so nice and yeah. just be so because I've seen him in interviews and stuff, and I'm like, this guy is so nice. <laughs> and then you see him in movies where he plays the bad guy or can be like an asshole, and you're like, man, this guy turns it on and just goes full. It's like Christopher Walken going from nice to crazy in like yeah. 2.3 seconds. This guy can do that. Just his eyes are so intense. Um, but he's like raging out as he's barreling this car towards them and they're shooting at him and you think like oh he's gonna get taken out and they're gonna cut the film 
No. You forget these are reinforced cars because these guys know what could happen to them. Yeah. That that windshield does not give up. Not till I mean it does because you see like, it start it's to like, until like the point of no he's return. Way too close. Yeah, there, the point of no return. It finally gives that. It's like there's no way he's stopping. Even if it's yeah. like even if they shoot him through that hole and he's dead, that car's yeah. momentum is not stopping at those people. And that's what's amazing because it, it barrel it, like it's barreling towards. Chen Wu and the henchmen. It's barreling towards one of the the other of the six seas. You know, because you're seeing how much blood is pouring out of Ito. His, mm-hmm. his bullets are now starting to get into the car, and he has this look, and the music swells up, and it gets super intense. And then right as it's about to hit all the henchmen, we go right to a close-up of his face, and boom. Boom. Cut to black, title card, the night comes for us, and cue and credits and it is just it's so perfect i want to say it's like i'm sure people wonder why like an action thriller movie would be chosen to do we would have on you know your show but it's because just how how outrageously violent and gory and memorable and just the way the way feelings are 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 brought out out of just like any any minute thing Honestly, um, Ito, Ito's mannerisms, his, his facial expressions, just the, the the goriness, flaps of skin everywhere. People just cut open the ribbons. It's like this is they actually rated it a, a TVMA yeah. on yeah. Netflix. But this is this movie by far embodies an NC-17 rating just well, that was, so for it was, the violence and gore. It was made with the idea that it was going to be NC-17. They yeah. went in with the idea of this is what we're doing. We're not pulling any punches. I think his other film, Headshot, did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it was like they knew that this was going to be NC-17 violence-wise. And we're like, nope, this is what we're doing. Yep. So he wasn't, he wasn't about to, to let up. It's like this is no. what we're shooting for. No, and it got picked up by Netflix so quickly after it went to a festival. Yep. And then within like a week after the trailer was shown, it was up on Netflix. Like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know it had been out for two years. Uh, I, you know, I kind of briefly heard about it and I was like, OK, it's not the Raid 3. But then everyone else is like, this movie's like the Raid 3. And I'm like, once I saw it, I'm like, oh, it is. And then I found out it's part of a trilogy of something completely different. And I'm like, it is, but it isn't. But it's still amazing. Absolutely like, amazing. Hands down. 100 yeah. percent recommend whoever yeah. whoever listens to this, like watch it. Yeah, I know hopefully we're saying that at, seen like, it. Yeah, hopefully you've already seen it and can um and can identify with with um what we've brought here, but right. it's it's one of those things you have to see to believe. We can sit you here do, and describe yeah. it to you all day, but it's it's a magic all its own and one hundred percent I I don't think I could give a higher recommendation for watching this movie. Yeah, me either. I mean, this is this is definitely like in the top one of the top films that I've seen. Uh, Action wise, it's so it's so good. It's so visceral. It, it feels like a horror movie because the tension is there, and when the tension is that palpable, and this is an action thriller, you delve into horror territory because you're not just dealing with a shoot 'em up. You're not just dealing with gun violence. You're dealing with like very close combat very gory visceral violent stuff so yeah i mean this is a, this is a total recommend for me definitely watch it immediately you just you gotta watch it 
five yeah. stars. Would date <laughs> again. Exactly. <laughs> um, total recommend you should see it. Um, but I'd like to thank you, Jeremy, for coming on the podcast again. Like, this was a blast having you on and talking about this. Rob, thank you very much. I'm always excited to uh, to talk with you about uh, anything horror. And I was so happy that you messaged me immediately. It was like, we need to yeah. do this now. I was I was very excited. So I appreciate the opportunity to come back on and, and discuss this with you. Well, that'll do it for us this week on Oh the Horror. If you'd like to check out old episodes, got a back catalog of about 120 episodes. You can check that out at homesinvasion.podbean.com or anywhere that you download your podcasts. And if you'd like to follow me on social media, you can follow my handle at Holmes Invasion and at Oh the Horror Cast. Until next time, I'm Rob Holmes, and this has been Oh the Horror. Keep your appointment with the Wicker Man.